What's up, everybody? You're back with The Chosen Con. And today in the studio, we have my homie, Manny Bahia. Am I saying it the right way? Bahia. Oh, ba- is it? Wait, hold up. Say it again? Yeah, Manny Bahia. <laughs> this whole time I've been saying, do people say Bahia? People say ba- Bahia, Bahia, Bahai. <laughs> but it's Bahia. All through, all through elementary school to high school, there's always been kind of different uh, ways of saying it. Yeah, yeah. It really, like you say it in Punjabi, it's Manny Bahia. So Bahia basically means brother, doesn't it? Or older bro? Or what, is it, what would it mean? No, actually, Bahia, actually, I've actually looked at the history. It comes from uh, Bai, meaning 22 is, is, oh, as yeah, a yeah. number. Uh, owning 22 villages and uh, one of the gurus actually uh, gave us 22 villages and we became Bahia and uh, yeah there's a long history behind it it's like a royal family that we were part of and a whole bunch of things <laughs> see this is why see this is again why I wanted to get you on the show man because just like look we just began the podcast and already we're already cover- uncovering so many things about you that's crazy uh, hold up well, well okay we'll dive into that actually no hold up how did you even find that out Man, I, I just, I love history, man. Like, even as in university at SFU, I took a history as an elective where most people would shy away from that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just love reading about kind of where we came from and what happened. And uh, um, I mean, even from the history of, you know, you know the Greeks and uh, Alexander's army coming into India. Yeah, into <laughs> India and settling there uh, in, in the Punjab region. Um, and then, you know, our roots being uh, of that warrior blood that is of Alexander's army and, you know, the, the, the thousands of years, a couple thousand years that, that, that it's been uh, going. So, yeah, I mean, all the way back from there to, to, to most recent. And I want to learn more and more about, like, you know, my grandfather, my great grandfather and, and before that. That's crazy, man. Now, just even to bring it to the present moment before we dive there, it's you've been someone that like I've been seeing uh, a lot for the last year. Right. I think we got connected maybe a year and a half ago at like a sore event. Right. And then I just realized that you were doing something in the whole digital media or the realm. Right. And Daily Hive has become such a big thing. So that's what I had. Oh, Manny Daily Hive. That's why I had become synonymous with. But I was like, no, man, there's so much more to you. Because as we start hanging out even more, yeah. right? I come to office, we'd hang out. I started getting to know you a little bit more. And I was like, what? You know what? People need to see Manny, Manny Baya. <laughs> they really need to see that. Not Nate Manny. Because you probably get interviews for Daily Hive all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it, it's primarily focused on Daily Hive just because of the reach and the influence that we have through Daily Hive. And being obviously one of the co-founders, um, myself and my co-founder Karm coming up with it. Um, yeah, that's usually the focus is, is Daily High for sure. Yeah, so then you get pigeonholed, like you were saying uh, before the podcast. It's Manny Daily Hive. So today, even to begin, because I want to talk about media and the, the way it is right now. I have no doubt there's so many people that are interested in how it's changed, how it's evolved. I'm, we're definitely going to dive into that. Absolutely. But first, I want to just a little bit so people can really get to know you more. It's understanding your origin story. <laughs> right it's like how did you even get interested in media so where are you from you, you said briefly from Punjab India your parents came here or what, what happened yeah my parents uh, immigrated here in the 80s um, and uh, we actually yesterday we were talking yeah, yeah. there's a connection with uh, my family, family as well <laughs> in terms of immigration and, and bringing us yeah. here uh, which, which is nuts uh, it's, it's just crazy so uh, yeah so my parents immigrated here in the 80s um, got married um, and then uh, you know lived. they got married here yeah married here yeah. they're actually uh, the first wedding at a Kali Singh Gurdwara oh, w- wow. was my parents wedding yeah it was like in the newspaper they, the trendsetters the trendsetters the Kali Singh trendsetters yeah um, so then so then they had me uh, and, and 
And then, you know, I grew up in, in, born and raised in South Vancouver. Yeah, I have two younger sisters. They're seven and eight years apart from me. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I've been having a great life in, in South Van. So you were born and raised in South Van. Yeah. And then where, did, like as a kid, what were you passionate about? What did you like to do? Man, I was just passionate about, you know, you know, business and just tech as well, actually, primarily tech to begin with. I remember uh, when we had our computer lab and the internet first came in in like grade six or something um, and just kind of playing around with that. And then myself and a friend, you know, started building websites. And, and this is kinda, grade six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just uh, learning on our own to like code like HTML and like basic things. What, what year would this be around roughly? Oh, man, like it was in 90, 96, 97, something like that. Yeah. So that's before the whole dot com. No, sorry. sorry. Sorry, what year was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 96, 97, yeah. And so you two, you and your friend are sitting in class. And did they start having a bunch of computers in classes or what was going on? Or yeah, a computer lab. And, and we were, they're like, hey, you know what? There's this new exciting technology. It's called the internet. Oh, God. And it was like dial-up modem. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, what is this thing making these weird noises and stuff, right? Um, and, uh, and, and then, yeah, we just got to play around with it a little bit more. They're like, hey, this, you know, you type in www.whatever. Yeah. And I don't even know if there were search engines back then, but so you just put anything you wanted into a domain and just kind of try to try your luck. Um, but anyway, so... Um, there were like ways for building free websites and the free hosting there and everything. So uh, myself and a friend just kind of started, you know, building websites. And what was the first one competing. you ever made? Oh man, what was it? It was on geocities.com. Um, it was video game related. It might have had to do something with that uh, that game Zelda or something. Legends, were you a Legend yeah. Zelda guy? Or did yeah, you like yeah, play yeah. a lot of Zelda? Or it had to do something with Nintendo. I can't remember the first one. But yeah, there was there, there was a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, yeah, Legend of Zelda guy. I love Legend of Zelda. Me too. What's your favorite one? <laughs> Ooh, man. It's, it's, it's got to be linked to the past, man. Oh, Cause, man. Because that was the one where they basically had this format that was used again in Ocarina of Time. Over and over. And then used over and over again in future games and it was just the storyline and just it was fantastic yeah so that's what you were playing because my first Legend of Zelda game I was a little I'm a little bit younger was Ocarina of Time oh right of course beautiful game that was a wonderful oh god <laughs> I see it in your eyes man it's a beautiful yeah. ass game have you played the, the new one Breath yeah Breath of the Wild? Wild I did oh, man, man. It's, it's my brother and the, it's, dude I well, quickly on a tangent I've been finding that you know it takes so much time so randomly when I do have free time I'll just watch like a speed run Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched any of those before? A speed what? It's like there's these guys that they'll just break the game. Uh, like they'll just speed. The guy beat Legend of Zelda in four hours. No way. Breath of the Wild. And you're watching and the guy's like doing this. And you're like, whoa. It's like watching LeBron play ball. <laughs> LeBron or MJ. We and, have, and my, we'll have this debate. We'll have yeah. that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Going back. Now going back. Yeah. Um, so you were playing Legend of Zelda and all this. You, were, you started these websites in grade six, which is crazy. Um, well, what was happening then? Like, again, it was such a new realm. So grade six yeah. and seven, you're just making websites. You and your friend had no idea that there could, this could lead to something bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were just like, you know, coding and, and having fun and learning more about tech. And then I started taking computer science classes in, in high school. Where did uh, you go to high school? I went to John Oliver. Oh, Joker. Joker, yeah. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Joker Pride. Uh, yeah, South Van. And uh, hey, you know what? Jim Patterson also actually uh, graduated from uh, John Oliver. Not a lot of people know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Now now the, we know. Wealthiest guy in VC. Jimmy, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Jim Patterson. Jimmy Patterson. Joker. You're there, um, computer science, what's happening? 
yeah, so learning more and more about uh, you know different coding, uh, Java specifically, um, and my career path. I'm, I'm headed towards becoming a software engineer. Uh, that's what's in my mind. I'm like, hey, you know what? I, I love this stuff. Um, it's it's the wave of the future. There's going to be a huge need for software engineers, as you can see today. Yeah. The amount of demand that there is, they can't find enough people for coding and development. Um, and so then I just kind of started learning more about my craft on my own and in class. Um, and then um, and then you know what? Then I headed over to you university so even in high school though you're talking about coding because for me when I, I think of coding it's like I, I wouldn't be able to do it mm -hmm. what is that like for the people that are listening because coding there's some people that just love it and there's just some people that are like kill me <laughs> so what was it like for you just sitting there when you're coding what it, are you seeing man because i just see a bunch of you know, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on uh, it's a lot of fun man it's, it's, it's the use of a lot of logic is what it really is yeah so um if you're good like for example like you, you require a lot of logic for example to write like an lsat like it's, yeah, yeah. it's a weird it's a different kind of studying sort of thing right but it, it requires logic and a lot of problem solving is what it is and a huge attention to detail like any comma or semicolon can really mess up like the entire mm -hmm. code, the code yeah. and the program won't work <laughs> i I remember I took a computer science class at Point Grey and it was we had to make some games online. Mm -hmm. My game sucked. It's all coming back to me now. It's what sucked. was it about? It was a game where it was like I'm just jumping. It was like kind of like a Mario. So I made one of those. It was pretty bad. But you're right. It, I actually got um, some of the really smart kids to help me with my code. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like what you're saying. If yeah, you have need help, yeah. You no, know, I definitely need help. <laughs> but I don't know if you've ever watched Silicon Valley. Yeah, I watched the show. Yeah, That's I just a damn wrapped up show. the last season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I remember there was an episode where he was dating this girl that she used to use space bar to space out her uh, code. Right, right, right. And he right. was all about tabs. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was all coding, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's coding, yeah. And th that was more of like a different style, and which has nothing to do with the functionality of the code. It's just more like aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> why he was like, he was just pissed off it, and then they broke up because of that? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So coding, like you're saying, attention to detail, in high school, this is back in early 2000s then? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, you saw something that most people maybe did not see. Cause do you remember, like did the dot-com bubble affect you at all? No, not at all. I was so young. <laughs> did, you, did you remember it happening or not really? Uh, a little bit here and there. I heard about things like, you know, Alta Vista and all these other tech companies. Saw the news a little bit. Yeah. Things crashing. And at the same time, actually, so this is important as well. All through high school, I was a news junkie at the same time. Mm -hmm. So every morning before school, I would uh, read the read the paper uh, with my bowl of cereal or with my Pop-Tart. What would you be reading? What newspaper? Uh, usually the province, yeah, because it was just, you know, easier to kind of just turn the pages, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. It's <laughs> on your table. The sun was way too big. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, it was just, uh, I was just huge about being informed. Uh, a lot about, the obviously, the sports section, the Canucks standings and where they're at. They weren't that good in the late 90s, but uh, they got better after. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, just consuming news and being informed. See, isn't that funny? We still haven't even got to present day, but I'm already seeing all the correlations to where you are now. Okay. Yeah. So you started, you were reading the news at all times, uh, every morning. You're really looking into the whole tech realm. What were your parents saying about all this? Um, yeah, my, I, I come from a family, blood of engineers on my dad's side. So software engineer has engineer in it. I was like, dad, I'm still going to uh, be an engineer. And he's like... All right, put the go, you know, go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After some debate in his head, he's like, okay, cool, it makes sense. It's an engineer. <laughs> it's the future. It's a different type of engineer. Yeah. But an engineer nonetheless. Engineer nonetheless, yeah. So then you went to university. Where'd you go? I went to Kwantlen at first. Uh, and uh, and actually, before I went to Kwantlen, uh, at my, the last month of, uh, of high school, they gave us a tour at SFU. 
And I was like, holy smokes, this is amazing. Yeah. I actually want to go to university because when I grew up in high school, there wasn't really that appetite or that drive for a lot of students around me and my peers of like going to university. It was yeah. just about like, okay, cool. How can we make money? You know, any type of thing. A lot of labor jobs, you know, a lot of connects in terms of like, you know, mills and longshore and things like that. And I myself, you know, considered all those things as well. Um, but I went in the last month. I don't know why they took me in the last month. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh crap, I, I want to be here. And you didn't then I actually up. started studying for my finals. But then by then it was too late. Why did they, t- do you know? Like, it, I don't know. Was it everybody man. in your in your grade? You know, like, different schools get funded different ways and different teachers and all that stuff. But so anyway, then you, so went, to that. <laughs> you went to the mountain. The went of the mountain, yeah. I was like, oh, it was, it was a beautiful sunny day. It was, oh, if it was rainy, it was rainy or gloomy. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I might have had you know, a, a different uh, uh, heart about it or thought about it. So, um, yeah, so then I went to Kwantlen, and then the first semester, yeah, I did, I did computer science, did really well, got an A+. Plus. Uh, but I took an elective and the elective I took was uh, microeconomics mm. and I was like holy smokes this is really cool I'm like this is challenging um, yeah. this is fun um, I love money um, at the time I was young yeah. um, and uh, I was like you know what maybe I should switch to business because at the end of the day I mean I always wanted to be like an entrepreneur I work for myself I'm a, ter- I'm a, I'm a terrible employee yeah. uh, <laughs> that's good to know man <laughs> I'm a very bad employee as well. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'll go up my sort of my own pace, do my thing. If I'm, you know, my, if I'm an employee, I'll, you know, I'll show up late. I'll show up when I want to. Uh, the boss. I got to be my own boss. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta love what I do. Um, so I, I told my I told my parents, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm switching to a business major. Oh, and oh. they're like, what? They're there's like, no been, engineer in that, right? Like, yeah, there's no engineer in that. They're like, it's... it's one semester in and you want to switch to business it was your whole trajectory of your life you want to change just like that yeah i was like yeah you know what? i'm really enjoying you know i, I really enjoyed microeconomics and yeah. you know i'm really loving it and and i just i find it more challenging and more fun and i always want to be entrepreneurs what i want to do and so then i switched and then you sir are oh man you sir i'm just telling you you're I don't know how you did it, man. It's always a struggle at first. You know what the thing is? Like, my parents have known my entire life that I'm going to do what I'm going to do no matter what. They can't really stop me. He's headstrong. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just gonna do what I want to do. So um, so I switched. Um, and, you know, they're supportive. They've always been supportive since day one. No matter mm-hmm. what I do, what decisions I make in terms of business and my career at the end of the day. So that's been huge help. Uh, my family, my, you know, my sisters, everyone. So, um, yeah, so I switched. And, uh, yeah, I started taking some courses. And I wasn't getting my A pluses. Uh, but... But I was I was learning, yeah. and I was genuinely genuinely interested. Um, and then then I, I transferred to SFU finally. So you were at Kwantlen <laughs> for a year? For a year, yeah. Got it. And then SFU. SFU, and that was a whole new ball game in terms of difficulty as well, and just the style and the distance to travel and everything involved with it. Um, and so then, yeah, so then I ended up actually, you know, I really loved economics, but at the same time business. So I did it. Ended up going towards a route of a joint major of business and economics. Mm. Yeah, so learning obviously of the macro side of things, but then the business skills as well that you need. Got it. So see, again, it's all like the puzzles are all coming together in my head, right? That you as as a kid, you were doing all of the tech stuff or you were doing all the website coding. Mm-hmm. Then you love the news. Mm-hmm. Then you start doing the business side. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like when you yeah, really look yeah. into it. And so while I was at SFU uh, in 2008, yeah. uh, myself and my co-founder, so we had this one thing every week where we play video games. Wait, um, where did you two meet? Uh, we grew up a house apart. I've known him since I was five years old. Okay, so he, well, he was someone that has he's been going through this whole journey with you in a sense. 
sort of yeah yeah i mean of course yeah like different things like we we played cops and robbers together in the summer till you know late at night till midnight was he coding <laughs> did you code at all or no no he, he didn't code but uh uh he was involved in stuff in terms of on the website of things and um he, he was a you know he was four years older um so when you're in elementary school and high school that, that's a that's a big age gap massive yeah massive age when university gap. he went to SFU as well so yeah, that's yeah, so where you guys kind of came together again no, not really. Uh, we came together playing video games at his house, uh, at his parents' basement, yeah. um, which we, because he was, uh, he was going to get married. Um, and, you know, we had this tradition of, of meeting every week, myself, him, uh, his younger brother and my younger cousin on a weekly basis uh, every, every Monday. And uh, one day I, I walked in, I'm like, hey, Carm, you, you want to start a blog? He goes, yeah, sure. What should we write about? I'm like, I don't know what you want to write about. He's like, let's write about Vancouver. I'm like, all right, cool. Got out the pencil, got out the paper, started coming up with different names. Well, but why, wait, where did, where did your mind, like, why a blog? Like, that's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Like, you guys were hanging out every week playing what kind of games? Just uh a lot Whatever. of Mario Kart, a lot of you know Call of Duty, Call of the games. yeah, yeah. A lot of random games. You you know, so you're the playing games. games on Nintendo sixty four, like yeah, yeah, call the old school, old school ones. games, yeah, everything. So you're playing games, but that's what I'm trying to understand is like you're at SFU. Where did this thought of like let's start a blog come from? Were you just like you had been reading all the news and you're like you know it's time to talk about stuff. Um, you know what? It was still really early. It was called the blogosphere at the time. I don't even know what the hell a blog was, to be honest. Uh, I still it was did, 2008, yeah. Yeah. I had to look up the definition in terms of what a blog was. But uh, yeah. What does a blog even mean? <laughs> Man, I guess it's an article or it's a, it's a site with, with articles on it. That's all I, it is. To be honest, it's, yeah, yeah. it's so vague. Because <laughs> if we always hear blog, blog, all of that, but I've always wondered, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a side of articles. So, so I, to be honest, I, I don't know what, why it, it, the thought came to mind, um, but it was more about, you know, let's give it another shot on the internet because we had done some stuff on the internet together before mm -hmm. in terms of like, you know, affiliate systems and things like that, just on a very high level and basic yeah. basis. Um, and so it's like, hey, you know what? Like all these all these kids are making so much money on the internet. You know, let's give it a shot. Let's, let's start a blog and see where it goes, yeah. right? And so we were, Carm especially is super passionate about Vancouver, loves his city so much. Doesn't even like traveling. Is it Vancouver right? <laughs> oh, he loves it True. through and through. Like he bleeds it so uh yeah and i love my city as well and, and put it on for my city so um we just started writing about the topics that we knew about things like real estate things about sports things about politics as a little bit more opinion based and like two months in people questioned us they're like hey you know what um these guys aren't gonna be around for, around for long and we're like let's prove these guys wrong right wait so two months in and, you guys started making all these blogs yeah we so started writing those articles and what were you posting them facebook or what uh, oh, we, uh, we, I don't even think we had social media. We had like yeah. Twitter. Um, I think we may have started a Facebook page at that time or not, uh, but it was so small. We were doing, getting like 200 pages a day and most of it was from us. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually we did a lot of guerrilla marketing. We used to go to like Future Shop and Best Buy and like, you know, all the computers that have set up there. Oh, we no to, way. We used to put up Vansity Buzz and all the computers. Oh, so how'd you guys come up with the name? Oh, it was just man, pencil, paper. We came up with all these names, which domains are available. And then I was thinking about it, Van City Buzz. I'm like, Carmen, what do you think? I'm like, I don't even really like the name that much. I don't like Buzz, but yeah. I love Van City. Um, and he's like, yeah, let's just go with it. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's just go with Van City Buzz. And then it just kind of became a brand with so much equity in it.
that's crazy man because now now that i know that as a, a guy in elementary mm-hmm. you're already looking at domains and things like that <laughs> so it all comes back it's like all right yo yeah i'm it, bored it's it's crazy i don't think you really you know if you're always trying something new and learning new things it, 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 you're not wasting your time it's contributing and setting you up for something in the future uh, which i truly believe now everything that you do is setting you up for success in the future and what you're going to do next that's a powerful way of looking at it man Right, it's always hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, but you're right. It all it all plays a part. Yeah, I mean, at the time in two thousand eight when we started, two thousand nine, twenty ten, like for three years, my friends were like, "What the hell are you gonna do with a blog?" <laughs> so for, okay, so two thousand eight, you start two thousand eight. Yeah. So what was happening then? You guys are posting this. You're probably still at school. Yeah, still at school. Yeah, 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 and just just wrapping up there. Um, and uh, yeah, we just we're just posting, man. We're just writing articles. We're just doing it for fun. How many um, times did you post a day? So early on, we knew that content is king. And to get ranked on Google, we had to produce as much content as possible. So we started with like one article per day. Then our goal was three per day. And after that, we increased it to five per day. How long were these articles? Oh, some were really short and sweet. Some were really long. It really depended. It varied. Yeah, it would just be you and him like, look, this is a subject right here. Like, how would you, that's what I'm trying to understand. How would you even get the subject? Just be like, let's talk about this. Let's brainstorm this. <laughs> I mean, there's always something going on. I mean, when it was, you know, the Canucks and um, it was like, like a Ma- Matt Sandin at the time. Uh, or like, you know, things going around the city, uh, artists. And, and like one thing that we really wanted to do was that there was no guide in the city to, for connecting people to their city and things to do. Mm. And so just, you know, local happenings and artists, um, you know, photographers and models and this and that, like anything and everything, just highlighting people, right? Vancouverites. We actually had a section called Vancouverites before. Um, and uh, and real estate is just a lifestyle in Vancouver. Everyone has an opinion on it. Everyone Everybody. is well-informed on it yeah. for the most part. Um, and has something to say. So that was easy to talk about as well. Okay, so then five times a day you guys are posting. Yeah. You're doing this for three years. You got a bunch of haters or a bunch of people saying, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Right. Were you working a job at the same time? Yeah, yeah. What was I doing? I don't remember. I think might have been doing pizza delivery or something. Yeah. Yeah, Supreme Pizza. Oh, okay. That's so, so you, so you were, okay, so you were delivering. What about Carm? What was your partner doing? Uh, he was working at Blend's Coffee doing accounting. Um, so yeah. So he's doing that. You guys are still making all these blog posts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, my first full-time job after university was uh, uh, at Open Road Auto Group. I was doing digital marketing. Okay. So I learned a thing or two there too. Got it. See, again, <laughs> it's like the tools. So you learn from that. And then when did Daily Hive or Vancouver, Van City Buzz, when did it really start just yeah. getting bigger? Yeah. yeah. So, so 2010, uh, during the Olympics, we pulled all-nighters and created guides. And we had no idea about getting press passes and getting entry into things. We could have easily done that. We had no idea. Uh, we're, again, remember, we're not journalists. We're two business people <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. that are just really passionate um, that honestly, frankly, can't even write that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we just <laughs> want to get some message across. Um, so, yeah, we pull all nighters. We saw a spike in traffic during the Olympics. Uh, we heard that we were being mentioned in, in, in various courses at like BCIT and other places as well. So we're like, okay, listen, we're getting some traction. And at that moment, we decided, Carmen was like, hey, listen, should we continue or not? I'm like, fuck it, let's, let's just continue. I can yeah. swear, right? I said, go ahead, yeah. I okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Let, let's continue. So, um, yeah, so then we, we, we continued. Then 2011 was huge for us as well because it was a Canucks playoff run. Um, and so then there was just a lot of reactions uh, on the streets, you know, videos. And a lot of the mainstream started jumping on social media at the time. Um, and so then Twitter was just, like, huge at the time. Facebook yeah. started taking off. Uh, my friends started jumping on social media. My friends, uh, you know, who I normally wouldn't have thought would have jumped on social media. So I was like, okay, cool, we're on to something. Let's 
let's keep building our user base. It's easy to monetize that after. That makes, now I'm really just thinking about it, man. I remember because I was in high school at that time, mm. right? 2010, 2011, when the Olympics, that now it makes sense, that wave. Yeah. Right? That the city had no uniting factor in regards to media. Yeah. Right? It had the old school players, Vancouver, the, the province, Sun. They didn't have anything like what you're saying. Right. So then you guys, again, the Olympics, and then the, that, you're right, the next year was the, that Stanley Cup. That was the run, wasn't it? 2011, baby. Oh, man, that was a tough year. I was, I was downtown. Oh, where, you, where were you when uh, the riots broke out? I was in downtown. I watched that Commodore. Oh, man. I was like two blocks away from the riots. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, I, I was, oh, man, it was tough. I, I remember I was uh, right in front of, you know where Nordstrom is now? Yeah. Oh, oh you were the thick of it. I was, almost, thing, eh? I was like, I'm out of here. I, I bounced like, because you just saw, I remember I saw this police, these police officers and they threw like gas yeah. canisters and that's how i'm like i'm out of here yeah i was like yo i was like this is whatever man i don't even i don't even care about hockey now you know what i mean yeah but that's in, so you guys had a lot of stuff in regards to that then like the riots yeah. and yeah yeah absolutely yes yeah. there's so much content to be created around that uh period of time in vancouver people were super proud the whole world you know, was looking at it yeah for sure man olympics were huge again and the whole world was looking at vancouver and yeah, I remember that right night going to Carmen's condo and we see smoke just like billowing everywhere and we hear like the bridges are shut down. It looked like Gotham City. Gotham, man. dude. And then, the, the, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking right now too. Yeah. There's that picture. Do you remember that one? Of that couple? They're yeah, like kissing? Yeah, yeah, the famous uh, yeah, the yeah. photo of the couple that went uh, viral. Yeah. They kissed or something. Or they're kissing, right? They're yeah, on the ground yeah. and then like, God damn, that was a tough time for the city. Yeah, it was. It was bittersweet. You look back at photos and yeah. you're like, oh, it's good times, but it hurts. So we, it hurts good. Were we, were we up 3-1 or were we, were we up 3-2 or what was it like? Oh, man. What was it? We're up 3-1, was it? Oh, I think we were. I, you know, I erased a lot of part of it from my memory. Yeah, you blacked out. It's like, it's like for me, I'm, I'm from Seattle. Yeah. So the Seahawks, when they didn't, when they didn't run the ball. Yeah. Oh, God. I blacked out, yeah. Oh, moment of silence. They got memes about that now. Everywhere you look, man. Everywhere, anytime <laughs> that someone chokes, it's like it comes up. And I was in downtown when that happened too. Right, right. And it right. was like a pin drop silence. Actually, was it was it 2012 when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl? 2013, I 2013. think. 2013. I remember. Yeah. yeah, we actually went to Seattle. We didn't watch like the Super Bowl somewhere else. Somewhere yeah, else. yeah, it was in uh, New just, York. Yeah, me and my friends, we just wanted to be like in a championship city. I was there too, yeah, man. Were you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. People were climbing on that horse statue. And Everything. Yeah. Dude, I burned a Denver Broncos jersey because someone threw a jersey. <laughs> it was like, uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone threw a jersey and I grabbed it. And then I have it, and then like eight lighters just shoot out. Oh, and then wow. I like light the and it's, I was on the news. Like there's a video of it on uh, I have where it's like me lighting. It's just on my hand. It's burning, and I was like, oh wow. Yeah. But it was a very it was very compared to this the the Stanley Cup one. It was so nice. Everyone was having a good time. People, even cops were like, I, I like chest bumped a police officer, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. Well, it helps when you win, right? Yes. Oh, it helps when you win. <laughs> okay, so then you guys are seeing all of this 2011, 2012. It just spikes up. Yeah, yeah. So 2012, uh, we had a couple of key uh, employees um, and they've been huge for us. And uh, we started focusing more on news because what we found actually, uh, which was a little bit alarming, was that a lot of people were coming to our website um, and only to our website to be informed of things. And oh. so then we started thinking, okay, we have a responsibility here to inform people of some of the hard news that's happening around Metro Vancouver. Um, and so then we started writing more about like crime. Um, you know, we get the press releases from the VPD and other uh, police departments as well, uh, just as other media does, and, and just reporting more on that. Mm, and uh, the people that were coming on your site, I'm guessing a lot of them were young. Younger, for sure. 
our, our demo, our core demo now is 25 to 34. A lot of people have grown up with us. Yeah. Um, our readers are range anywhere from 18 to 54 though now. That's crazy. Yeah. So 2012, 2013, you're, you're expanding. Yeah. And, and then what happens? When's like the moment where you're like, wow. Yeah. So we were still working at full-time jobs, actually, myself and Karm. We yeah. hadn't paid ourselves for six years from 2008 to 2014. Um, and Hold on. Can we just stop? 2008 to 2014. Yeah. You guys did not pay yourselves. You said something before the podcast began. Patience. Patience, baby. Yeah. Right. A lot of people want it now. Yeah. You know, it's been a year or I've been doing this for two years. It's like you guys six years six years man yeah yeah i mean i remember we saw we looked at a graph in 2009 2010 uh google published it and it was uh how the 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 spend in traditional advertising was declining and how digital advertising spends were were on the rise and there was an inflection point uh where they were going to surpass so uh on the digital side of things so we're like let's just be patient let's just build our arm let's build our user base and then we can monetize it after it shouldn't be a problem Patience, man. Yeah, that's so, powerful. So, 2014, actually. So, um, yeah, just just jumped on full time in, in August of 2014, and I told my co-founder Karma, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna get the revenues up the next few months. You're coming on full time in January, right? I got him up. I, I got him up like, like, I don't know how many times it was, like 10 times or something like that, yeah. on a monthly basis from <laughs> August to December. 10 times, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it helps a lot when actually the founders come on uh, full time because obviously this is our this is our blood, sweat, and tears, our equity, right? Mm -hmm. um, that we built upon, again, not having paid ourselves. So January rolls around. He's like, man, he's like, I got a wife and kid, man. He's like, I can't risk it. I'm but like, you didn't have that. So you're like, I, 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 you yeah. have less luggage in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, less, less luggage and stuff. So, uh, so then I'm like, okay, fine, man. Just I kept pushing him. And finally, March, he, he pulled the plug. And he's like, all right, cool, I'm coming on. And he's so seen it. He, he saw it. He's yeah. like, okay, this has been consistent. I think we're on to something. Let's do this. And so then, yeah, he comes on full time. That gives us another boost as well. Um, and then we never looked back, man. It's been it's been nuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, because you guys are, what did you say, the biggest or one of the biggest just media companies? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're one of the largest digital media publications in Canada, if not the largest. Uh, we do three million unique readers per month, uh, ten million page views a month. Crazy. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, just considering we did three and a half million actually last month of unique visitors. That's about like ten percent of the Canadian population. If you think about it. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's no small feat, and it all started from you guys making a blog together. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's yeah. just let's just do this, man. Yeah. And, and still to this day. Every Monday evening, we meet video up games? and play video games. Where do you guys do it now? At the Daily same High place? Spot? No, same place, man. Still, wow. still, he goes back to his parents' uh, basement. I go back there to, to to my old hood as well. And, yeah. And yeah, we we, we we sit down and it reminds us where we came from and it reminds us of our roots. That's the humility aspect of it, man. Have to, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, so that's just a little bit about your journey, man. Again, I'm just, yeah. It's you never see it coming, man. Mm -hmm. You were just preparing the whole time. That I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and so now, again, to even dive deeper into it, just like what you're saying, how things change and the trends and all of that, like, what are you seeing with media? Because now it's it has totally changed with, like, uh, yeah, what is it? Um, alternative <clears throat> facts and fake news and all of this stuff. What's happening, right? There's These are things I wanted to get your perspective on. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, so there are a number of things happening. Firstly, you got to remember that these media businesses are businesses, they're for profit. They're in the business of making money. And even since the late 1800s, um, you can go back and see the New York Times was publishing things without even marking them as paid, but they were paid for. Mm -hmm. And that's influencing and shaping people's minds and perceptions 
right? Which is dangerous because the job of news is to inform. Um, and so one thing that we always focus on is we keep a China wall between our editorial and our paid content. No one can pay for something editorial because then we lose our integrity. Mm. So we make sure that our editorial is editorial. You know, whether it's best restaurants here or there, you can't buy yourself on there, right? It's, it's what our editors consider. Um, and, and even our news as well, unbiased. It's all about the issues when it comes to politics, not about the parties. But so, so yeah, so in terms of like when it comes to like fake news and things like that, there were kids in their basements making 10, 10 G's a day publishing fake things about Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and this and that. And uh, I mean, they, they had no idea that they would have such a big impact in terms of the voting. And that was recent, like wait, 10 G's, something like that, oh, yeah. like you're making a good amount of money. Um, it's all a clickbait and all of that because that's all it, I know it seems it, it's all it's all new isn't it like relatively new this whole concept of clickbait now in the world we live in and then the headliners and then um, like you're <clears throat> saying these kids when, when do you think that really happened well I mean it, anytime there's a new technology government and, and regulations take time to catch up right uh, for anything for any industry mm -hmm. and so I think the pendulum swung so extreme uh, you know, a couple of years ago, last year and a couple of years ago, um, that finally that, you know, government is stepping in, uh, the social media platforms are stepping in uh, to make things more transparent, have more reporting tools, hiring more people, checking things, fact checking, um, that the pendulum eventually hopefully will come back to the center again. It was just, it was chaos. Yeah. Right. And it's then wild. like Facebook too, right? Facebook yeah. has now become, what is it? It's got the most data. Uh, collection. What what is it? It's the biggest media company in the world now. Probably, what would you say, man? They got like what a couple billion people using Facebook. Yeah, yeah but it's like people now <laughs> are just gay. Like a lot of people just use it as a news site. Yeah, that's where most people consume their news. That's where most of our traffic comes from. Is from Facebook. Mm, and the reason why I'm even asking these questions because I keep finding this problem. Um, it's like this whole echo chamber concept. Echo chambers, yeah. Right. What's what? What do you feel? How do you feel about that? Especially with the algorithms now. Or they're, they're trying to tweak the algorithms uh, now. Facebook's trying to get better at it, uh, but it's difficult because for them, again, they're a business as well. They want to serve news and information that would appeal to someone. And that's based on their past clicks, past likes, past reactions, comments, and all yeah. of that. So exactly like you said, people get trapped in these echo chambers. If you're like, you know, pro Bernie Sanders, let's say, Right, um, you're gonna keep seeing Bernie Sanders stuff, positive Everywhere. stuff about him. You know what I mean? If you're a Trump supporter, then you're just gonna see all this Trump stuff and yeah. like all this other negative stuff about other people. Um, it's you get stuck with with that with that information, and, and you basically you your friend circle is like that too, and what your friends are clicking on. Um, so you get stuck in these echo chambers. That's scary, right? Yeah. That's something that I was reading about, and I listened to a podcast on that as well. Is that then people just get sucked into that whole mentality of this is the truth. Yeah, yeah. They don't know anything else. And that's why it's so important um, to, to get news from different sources. Um, there's, listen, as much as there's a right extreme, there's a left extreme as well. Like you have, oh, hell yeah. You have your CNN and you have your Fox News, right? Two extremes right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, what are places that you would even recommend to take news from, like unbiased to an extent? Of course, nothing is truly, truly unbiased, but 
what are some different websites that you even recommend? Uh, well, besides Daily Hive. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, Daily Hive, of course. Yeah. You, you know what? You got to just get it from different sources um, and, and just find your own truth. Like I'll read other publications uh, here locally and, and nationally. Um, a lot of international stuff. I'll, you know, I'll read The Economist. I'll read The New York Times, Washington Economist, Post, okay. BBC. Um Anything and everything. I'll even, you know, I'll dabble into Fox News once in a while and kind of see what their perspective is, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, you're right, though. A lot of people just, they write Fox News off instead of realizing, hey, there may be some They're actually making changes. Fox News is, is, is starting to get uh, more people from the left uh, to create debates because um, they're finding that, uh, again, they're a business. They made a ton of money being extreme, right? But so. now they're kind of... Because <laughs> they were the only uh, public... They were the only news source uh, for that market. Yeah. And uh, they, they captured it all. So that's starting to you know swing back now as well. Um, and uh, there's more diversity of, of messaging and thought. The, this word that you even bring up with diversity... Do you think that that's, that's happening all around now with diversity? Is now these news sources are realizing, hey, maybe it's time for us to branch out? No, not enough, not fast enough. Mm -hmm. um, still, if you look at even, you know, what you would consider more progressive or modern news sources, they still are stuck with that, you know, single sort of demographic, the same sort of thought and perspective. Um, and it's unfortunate. I mean, I think it's really important. What we really strive for with Daily Hive is having a diverse set of backgrounds of writing the news, right? People of different ethnicities, different social classes, uh, different backgrounds um, and, and upbringings just so we get that diversity of thought. And so people can really relate and connect to the real Vancouver, the real Calgary, the real Toronto, the real Montreal. Yeah, you get, you're getting the essence of it, man. Yeah, the real makeup of it. Like, think about it. There's like, what is it, 40% of Chinese people in, in Metro Vancouver or in Vancouver or something like that. Mm. And how could you not have uh, close to that or, or, or in your newsroom? Doesn't make sense. That's true, man. Wait, even just uh, backtracking for a second, when did Van City Buzz, when did, when did you get to Daily Hive? Uh, May, no, sorry, June 2016. And why did you guys make the name change or like if there's <clears> anything... Well, it, it was difficult. Vansity Buzz had built up so much brand equity and yeah. had so much brand influence. I didn't even know this. So that's why right now I'm just thinking. I'm like, I'm like I didn't even know Vansity Buzz. I forgot because Vansity Buzz was huge. So, I, know, I know. Some people still call us Vansity Buzz or Daily Buzz or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, Daily Buzz. So I, was like, I totally get it. But no, we, we rebranded because we launched uh, in Toronto and Montreal and we needed one brand name, um, uh, one domain so we could get all the SEO Umbrella. juice. Yeah, just um, one site where we can get everything there and kind of have news that's you know crosses as well like national news and things like that dude even with all these other daily hives who like do they have their own people looking after it or do you go out there a lot or uh you know what we we go from time to time for sure um calgary toronto montreal have their own editors in toronto we opened up our office a, a couple a month ago um, and, Congratulations, uh, yeah, man. Thank That's you. sweet. Thank yeah. You. yeah, and so we have our full-time staff there working there. Vancouver will always be our headquarters. We, we're, you know, obviously, again, going back. Vancouver guys, South yeah, Vancouver guys, yeah. South Bend guys. We want to keep our HQ here and help with the, with the ecosystem and the tech um, and create jobs here, help the economy, uh, and make it a hub. Um, so... Yeah, our, but our main sales center may move to, like, Toronto because that's where most of the national brands and agencies are located. What's another, like... I guess because now I'm really trying to think about it. I don't, I don't think there's any other... I don't know anyone else like Daily Hive in, in the Canada, like you were saying. Like You guys are very interesting. You guys are very unique in the content that you guys do post. Yeah. Right? It's like a spectrum of, a spectrum of different things. 
That's crazy. It makes sense now with the diverse voices, the background that you guys have, the upbringing that you had. Uh, I'm just trying to like, uh, I'm putting it all in my head right now. It's all starting to make a lot more sense. And where do you see now uh, the future for, I guess, digital marketing or for even Daily Hive? With Daily Hive, actually, we're excited. We're going to expand internationally. We're going to expand to Seattle and Portland uh, shortly here, probably this fall. Um, and then just keep expanding, man, to as many cities as possible. The thing is, people want to be informed and want relevant, uh, concise, and compelling content, um, whether that be in article form, whether that be in video form, or whatever comes next, VR, AR, whatever it is. Mm. Um, so we're just striving to, to make that happen and help, have people connect to the city. Even the algorithms for social media platforms and Google are changing to uh, get local content up there, local writers that people follow and love uh, up there on your feed as well. I didn't know that. That's Is that happening yeah. soon or has it already shifted? They've shifted it, yeah. Slowly shifting, yeah. Okay, and what's we've talked a lot about Daily Hive again, <laughs> but what's on the, the radar for you, man? Oh, man, so much, man. Um, yeah, so I, again, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm always involved, like multiple yeah. things at a time. I, I can't sit still. So <laughs> right now, I mean, I've been an investor in tech, an angel investor now for, for a number of years. And um, specifically now in the blockchain space, man, the way blockchain is going to change the world, people have no idea for the better. Anything from like practical things of like, you know, you order a salmon, you know, where it was caught when it was caught yeah. you know from the ledger the ledger right it's permanent right and where it came from um to to you know any sort of transactions right of any source the medical side of things so much you said something even before this about vancouver in regards to the tech realm here mm-hmm. it's been tough right because i find that with tech the bureaucracies did slow tech down a lot yeah right and so <clears> i think <throat> things are going to shift because vancouver does need to have a, a bigger grasp on tech man yeah. This is the place. It's just too expensive, like affordability and all that. But Yeah, man. The thing is, there's a number of factors. Uh, number one, Vancouver's always been a new venture town. Vancouver is, you know, has these amazing ideas, has amazing talent that come up with these cool ventures and these small companies. And then they just they leave. exit. They exit the company, buy a boat, sail off. Yeah. That's why it's surprising <laughs> you guys didn't do that. But again, it makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, you guys could have bounced. Like, yeah, Vancouver yeah, yeah. is nice. We need more like billion dollar companies here, man. The thing is, we need more uh, people uh, dreaming bigger and, and staying here. And of course, we had the affordability crisis, which is just, just crushing uh, yeah. people's ability to live and survive and be able to uh, work on their ventures. Because you could have, let's say, Amazon or a tech company move out here, but then these guys can't afford to live here. You're paying like 80% of your income or 60%. Yeah, Amazon employees can afford to live they here. They can, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's still like, I don't, do I want to spend all my, a lot of my money on this housing when I could get a bigger house? Or that's like on their minds. Well, that's why the condo market is on fire. It's on fire, man. <laughs> yeah, for real. Are, do you have a condo in downtown now? Yeah, I'm, I'm renting one downtown right now and stuff. I'm waiting to see what happens with the real estate market before I uh, hop in and, Make the and buy one. But I, I usually invest in in a different way of, you know, I look at the cap rates and positive cash flow and things like that in terms of my strategy. And, and it's really difficult to find that in Metro Vancouver. So I look, you know, in other parts of BC. Uh, I even just made a trip out to Edmonton uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. So, yeah. I think that's a testament to the way that you are, though, man, is you don't look... Everyone else kind of... A lot of people have blinders on, so it's like looking at the big picture. 
And Actually, looking, man. Yeah. The, the, the world is huge, man. I, I, I really encourage everyone to travel and experience. And I know you've been traveling quite a bit. You love to travel. Crazy. Um, I mean, what, the people you meet, um, you know, the love that's out there, the, the, the innovation, the things that people are doing. I mean, I just came back from Tel Aviv, Israel. How was that? It was amazing, man. And the first thing when I tell people I went to Israel, they're like, what? Yeah. Are you safe? You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were there bombs and this and that? I was like, no, man. It was like, I felt so safe there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's the second most innovative place in the world behind Silicon Valley. Uh, um, a, a big portion of the of the companies on the NASDAQ originate from Tel Aviv, Israel. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. They're they're super advanced, man. So what, why did you go there? I went there because a friend went there last year and it was part of a mission with Tel Aviv University where they want to have ambassadors around the world promoting it. And so this year, actually, Jack Ma from Alibaba, yeah, CEO. Yeah. Jack Ma, he's there. the man. He's the man. Yeah, yeah. He was there. And then he, got, he, like, KFC, this guy wouldn't, couldn't get a job. He got job. kicked out of school. I don't know, man. They didn't they didn't accept him and, like, all this stuff. But yeah, go ahead. Jack Ma's you, you the man. You probably saw one of those videos on Facebook, right? I've seen that, yeah. yeah. But Jack, yeah. <laughs> the Goldcast. Uh, everyone's yeah. Goldcast. Shout out Goldcast. Yeah, yeah. Goldcast. <laughs> yeah, so he got rejected from getting employed at KFC, the only one that candidate that got rejected out of 30 people or something like that. That's the best thing that ever happened to him. The best yeah. thing that ever happened to him. Anyway, so he got an honorary degree there at uh, Tel Aviv University. Mm. And uh, there's, uh, yeah, man, they're, they're just doing some amazing things when it comes to, um, you know, the tech side of things, AI side of things, cybersecurity. Um, even life sciences, man, they're building 3D hearts there right now. Holy crap. And in a few years, everyone's going to have spare organs. Can you imagine that? That's insane. That's crazy. Wow. I didn't know that, man. Because even uh, in regards to the AI and, and stuff you're talking about and how things are changing, it's like Silicon Valley yeah. watching the damn show, yeah. right? And seeing how like, oh my God, man, um, things are just, it's going rapid fire. Yeah. Right. Where I, I didn't know that 3D organs that just, uh, man, that baffles me. Yeah, so far they've built like rat-sized uh, organs for now. Uh, are they Parsons working business. on these rats? Like, uh, are they trying it on them, or are they like? Yeah, yeah, they're trying it on them, and you know they're getting some success. Uh, and so these three D organs are going to be built based on your own tissues and your own cells. And then stem, that's so, stem cells. So it won't be rejected. So it'll be like your own stuff. Wow. So it's like yeah. we're never gonna die. Hopefully not. That'd be amazing. <laughs> well, that's, that's too much, bro. I like, know. I got. I'm, I'm tired. I'm trying to leave now. But yeah. <laughs> Wow. And so that was recently. And now even to, I guess, end off the podcast, man, um, a couple questions. One would be who is someone that's, that was a huge role model for you, right? Someone that you really looked up to, right? Someone successful. It could be anybody. He, he, you might laugh, but it, it, it's got to be Michael Jordan, man. No, I'm not going to laugh. Why, why, why would it be Michael Jordan? <laughs> why is it Michael Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Just, man, I grew up watching him and just, man, the things he did as a leader and how he put his team on his back and Oh man, like he's just in his in his interviews, you'll never ever hear him say, "Okay, we'll see what happens. We're gonna play our hearts. We'll see what happens." His thing was just to win. Yeah. It was just win or nothing. Like he just wanted. Killer. He was just a winner. He was a killer. He was an assassin. He did whatever it took. He would, you know, do do his thing all night. You know, sleep two hours, go back the next day, and, and just kill it. Yeah. And, and like this is like during like the Olympics and during championship games, and we talked about the flu game as well. Yeah, the At the end game. of the day, he got it done, man. At the end of the day, and so that's one thing that I've truly been working on on the past few years is just be my best self no matter what situation you know if i'm hurting or sick or whatever yeah. if i'm not feeling good or mentality no I, I gotta step it up i just gotta make it happen and be my best have you read that book relentless 
No, I haven't. It's uh, Tim Grover, I think, and he used to. I think he he trained MJ, Dwayne Wade, things like that. And that the book, you you love it, Relentless. I'll check that out. It's like getting to that next stage of like like what you're saying. That that's killer. crazy. Me and my friends, we call ourselves Relentless, our crew. That's dude. That <laughs> book is for you guys. Then look, it's actually one of those books that it describes that that mm-hmm. killer instinct, that next gear that you speak of. Mm-hmm. And so, what's even one book that you'd recommend for people that are listening? Oh, book, man. I mean, I, I read or a podcast or anything. Read a few, yeah, a movie. man. Uh, I'm, from time to time, I'm always looking at different articles and, and looking at ways, whatever my needs are at the time, to improve myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything from uh, a rich dad, poor dad, or something. Learn Kiyosaki. The basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Learn the basics of you know just just money management. Because the thing is, it's it's some people may not agree, but it's easy to make money but it's difficult to manage money the that's thing the hard is, part like you see people that win the powerball like 300 million dollars the next thing you know they're broke right yeah. like how do you how, like i mean people think like how the hell do you do that how does that happen but the thing is it's just those skills right yeah they got to learn tools of management and, and i think everyone has their uh temptations and things and things that they want to buy every day but you just gotta you know be disciplined and, and hold back and just and just manage uh, accordingly it's interesting you bring up the powerball thing too because it's like everyone has that limit that they can deal with, yeah. right? And so then when you get the Powerball, it's like it shows, it's like you're at level five and then you just get to level 100. Yeah. But you haven't done any of the process. You don't know how to handle that money like you're saying, so it just destroys you. Yeah. And I think that's Absolutely. where it's just level one, two, three, of like, okay, now I have this much money. How do I handle it? Yeah. That's interesting. And so I guess what would be one piece of advice to everybody that is listening as well? I say continue learning. Uh, learn more and more you can. I'm, I'm entering the cannabis space quite a bit. I've been an investor. Uh, yesterday, I took a course on different strains and yeah. where they Isn't came it from. Isn't it legal this week or is it the end of this month? The legislation this week and then it's going legal in, in August. Uh, so it's an exciting time. This is a huge industry that's being created. There's just so much opportunity out there. I would you know expand beyond your neighborhoods, your, your cities. I would travel. Um, I'd experience more. I would learn more. Uh, as much as you can because it's not a waste it's useful you know read books read articles uh, go on the internet self-learn whatever it is take courses anything and everything meet new people build your networks build relationships relationships are so important genuine relationships right Um, and, and not expect anything back in return from them just just go out there man Dude, I think you've just summarized every self-help book there is right there. Those two <laughs> sentences. No, I'm serious. It's like be genuine. It's true, right? It's just these things that seem so simple, but they make a, they make a massive difference, mm. right? And I'm glad. So, I'm um, to even end off the podcast, man. Like, I'm just I'm very glad that we or I'm grateful that we got you on the show. Yeah. Right? I wanted people to kind of see. Uh, Again, the, the layers, it's like, what is it? Ogres are like onions in the Shrek, <laughs> Shrek But it's yeah. like trying to see that there's all these layers to it, man. That again, to summarize from this podcast, what I'm really taking is that you're just someone that, like you just said, constantly always learned. So as a kid, you're learning coding, all of that, competitions with your buddy um, <laughs> when you're a kid, then video games. Then as you're getting older, it's like uh, in high school too, man. You're still coding, but then you were saying that you... you um, what were you doing? You were coding and you were also, uh, oh my God, why is it uh, slipping my mind? Was it high school that you were coding and also the news? Uh, the news. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. the pop charts and the series of the news. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So you're always like a sponge. That's For what's sure. so interesting to me is you're always a sponge. And then university and then how Vansity Buzz and all these things. To me, it just seems like it was just you evolving. Right. And then everything around you was evolving. And now with this next stage in your life, it's going to be whether it's you going to cannabis or blockchain or whatever it may be 
you're just learning. Yeah. Right. So a student of the game, Michael Jordan would be proud. <laughs> okay? Hope so. so. They say never meet your idols, though, eh? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. Because then you would, you know, why I think that is like it ruins the mystique. And yeah, everything. you're like, oh wait, he's not just, even that nice of a guy. Yeah, oh my, MJ, <laughs> what the hell, man? Don't you give me an autograph? What the hell? Have you met MJ yet? No, I haven't. No, I think you'll have him, man. You meet him. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, <laughs> I, actually, that's interesting. It's what was the J Cole song? Your idols become your rivals. Right. right yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. but okay, that's actually I never thought about that, man. I wouldn't want to meet MJ either. Because then, yeah, he would be probably be a jerk. He, um, yeah, if he's a jerk, then it kind of ruins it. Right? Like, no, I love you, man. I want to be relentless like you. Yeah. But so to everybody that's listening, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna have uh, this full episode is gonna be on SoundCloud podcast, all that. But the videos on YouTube. Check out Manny's stuff. Um, we'll have your Instagram wherever it may be. Uh, if there's any other questions you have, also holler at me Instagram. Vimeo, YouTube, whatever it may be. And uh, we look forward to the next episode. It might be some time. Peace. Peace.